This is the Dynamite Weekly Podcast for August 18th, 2008. to another episode of the Dynamite Entertainment Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Parton. Uh, this week is a pretty short week uh, for the show. I uh, talk with Joe Rybant in a little bit, and I'll let you guys hear that. There are no new books from Dynamite coming out this week, which means you can get out there and pick up some of those issues that you missed or pick up some trade paperbacks. So be sure to do that. And uh, when you do that, be sure to go over to dynamiteentertainment.com and go to our forums and be sure to let us know what you think about the comic books that we're putting out each and every month. So without any delay, let's go ahead and jump on over to the phone call that I had with Joe uh, late last week, and uh, I'll catch you on the flip. All right, everybody, uh, we're back here on the Dynamite Podcast, and on the phone with me is Joe Rybant. Joe, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Chris. It's been a while since we talked. It's been kind of a crazy summer. I, I looked up recently and said, where did summer go? I have absolutely no idea. So. Exactly. I knew exactly <laughs> what you mean. But the con season's starting to slow down. San Diego was was uh, was the big one, and I think uh, I think – the biggest thing that Dynamite had uh, going on there was the uh, Red Sonya news, and or the the um, the panel that was there. So, did y'all have a good time with that? Yeah, the Rodriguez uh, McGowan uh, thing was was really cool. I, I've been going to that con for a very long time. Uh, I usually don't spend a lot of time at the panels. I usually spend a lot of time on the show floor um, and in the bars uh, after hours. But uh, that was the first time I've sat up in the VIP area of one of those things, and then. You know, followed the uh, the stars out into the uh, the green room after. Uh, not that I actually conversed with any of them, but uh, I was still <laughs> I was still in their presence. There was also a pretty cool uh, outdoor meeting of uh, of Stan Lee and uh, Rose McGowan and Robert Rodriguez, which was which was pretty neat. A big crowd developed around that, and uh, it was fun. You know, I was only out there for a couple days. That con has. Been going for I guess a little over ten years, and that con has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and it was huge when I started going. You know, so uh, I think any comic fan or movie fan or pop culture fan or any kind of fan owes it to themselves to go check it out at least once. You know, um, for us here on the coast, and I know you're here on the East Coast too, it could be a little bit of a trek to go out there, but you know, I think, like I said, for a fan, it's worth it's worth checking out at least once. At least, at least any any of the big cons I think are worth going to if you ever get a chance. And I know you guys down there have the Hero Show, which I haven't been to in years, but I always hear great things about. So. Oh yeah, good times, and I'm I'm actually trying to get up to New York next year, and uh, and and hopefully get out to San Diego next year also because I've heard good things, and I've never been. So. <laughs> yeah, New York. New York is one of those shows that, while the location is obviously very very different, and I love New York City, but San Diego is is you know definitely more kind of a vacation spot temperature wise and surroundings wise that I think of New York, but that New York show. In terms of you know the uh, the, the star power wattage uh, certainly uh, is doing everything they can to be San Diego on the East Coast, so uh, it's worth checking out as well. Cool. Does uh, you guys doing anything else uh, with the con season, or was San Diego wrap the the last thing? 
Well, we were uh, we've got actually there's there's a show coming up this uh, next weekend that we won't be attending, but I'll, I'll give a plug for it. The um, I, I forget the exact name. It's the big show up in Toronto. I think it's Fan Expo Canada. And Alex Ross is going to be up there. Uh, he kind of came out of uh, seclusion this year to do a bunch of conventions, and Chicago is one, and and he was in New York earlier in the year, and Canada uh, is one here as well, and then. Um, we have a retailer thing that we're doing out in Vegas, uh, which is uh, beginning of September, and then the Baltimore show, which is um, one of my favorite shows, and one, it's one of my favorite shows because I can drive to it, uh, which is nice. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't have to, I don't have to go to an airport, I don't have to get on a plane. I can buy anything I want because I can throw it in my truck, you know, uh, as opposed to trying to check it in my luggage. <laughs> um, and Baltimore, I spent a couple years in, so I like the town. But that's coming up. I think that's the like the third or fourth week of September. It's Baltimore Comic Con. It won't, wouldn't be hard for anyone to Google. Um, we might have space there. We usually do every year because we know the promoter, and it's like I said, it's local uh, for us. Um, and Frank Cho is local to that area, and he's there. And uh, he's got a good guest list. He's got Bernie Wrights in there this year and Mike Mignola. Uh, and then the next thing that we're gearing up for is what we're going to do in New York, which uh, is back to, I think, February in 2009. So we'll, uh, we'll hope that the snow stays off of that show in February. Yeah, I heard I heard that was a, an issue a year or so ago. So hopefully, I was I was excited when they moved it this year, and then kind of ups- <laughs> kind of a little surprised that they moved it back. But hey, you know it yeah. happens. <laughs> Scheduling. Uh, well, let's talk let's talk about the stuff that uh, we had coming out this past week because I uh, I looked on the the, li- the shipping list for next week and it looks like Dynamite doesn't have any books coming out next week. Yeah, we got two skip weeks. Um... And we we try never to do something like that, but sometimes the, the the fates conspire. And San Diego, which is which is a convenient scapegoat for such things, uh, <laughs> but San Diego San Diego did cause a little bit of a problem with all the people that are out there working. You know, going out to the show, a lot of guys. Uh, you know, whether it's them or their agents or or whoever, they're they're out there at the show or they're doing something at the show and they're not sitting at the drawing table or they're not you know, cracking the whip on, on the artists that work for them or whatever it is, they're, they're out in San Diego. So it caused a little bit of a ripple, um, but uh, these next couple of weeks, uh, everything's back to normal uh, starting again in, in early September. So, Cool. Well, this, this past week had uh, the return of the Lone Ranger, the 12th issue of that one uh, came out, and, and I've read it. It's, it's a, it was a great read, and it was good, good to see uh, that book back up, and I think this is the first part of a four-part story arc. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And as I've been promising both uh, here on the podcast and in print and, and everywhere I can, uh, Lone Ranger runs regular up through the end of the year. Um, Brett's working on the next story arc after this, I, I sat down with Sergio in San Diego, sat down with Brett in San Diego, and sat down with John Caste in San Diego. We all talked about the Lone Ranger um, and the fact that we were all really excited that 12 was done and that it was it was it was going to be out. Saw it in the store when I went to the shop this week. It was nice to see it back on the racks, and I know a lot of fans feel the same. So cool. And the uh, the second the second issue of the uh, Lone Ranger Toronto uh, Toronto yeah, I got that stuck in my head Tonto. Uh, series. We had the one shot that came out a couple months back, and there's a new one coming up. Do, do we uh, do we know when that one's going to ship? You know, uh, we haven't solicited that one yet. Um, that's kind of our 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 fail safe to stay on schedule. You know, we'll do these these this four issue arc, and then um, we'll probably offer Lone Ranger and Tonto number two, and then probably offer a new trade, and then probably kick back in with regular Lone Ranger, so that we make sure that we don't have any. Any skips in in the monthly book, um, and so you, I, I would look for Lone Ranger and Tonto number two 
If not, at the very end of this year, um, we just we just finished wrapping up solicitations for uh, for November, working on December. I would look at it beginning of next year at this point, most likely. Cool. Well, I'm glad you said this about solicitations for November because that was something I wanted to talk about. You've got three new uh, or three number one issues coming out that month with Garth Ennis's Battlefields, Night Witches, and Black Terror number one, and, and the sequel to the uh, the Xena Army of Darkness uh, miniseries. Anything you want to talk about those? Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about Battlefields. Um, it's, you know, it's a nine issue series right now. Number one comes out, um, it's actually, um, uh, October, October solicits, um, Battlefields, of course, by Garth Ennis, war books are his passion. Uh, the scripts are great. We've got, uh, three different stories in the nine issues, uh, three issues apiece, uh, three different artists. We've got John Cassidy doing covers. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Garth's work, um, his, 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 you know, his dark stuff, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's got all the, the trademark elements that Garth brings to the boys and the Punisher and all that. It's got humor and, and great characters and, and everything. It's great stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan. It's funny to say you're a big fan of war, but I'm a big fan of, uh, <laughs> a big fan <laughs> of, uh, of World War II era stuff. Um, and it's an honor to be working with him on it. You know, previously it was with a different publisher and, you know, we were growing our relationship with Garth, which we're very excited about and happy about. He's a great guy. And uh, this and the boys, and we got some other things cooking with the boys in 2009, too, which I can't talk about right now, but I'll tease it that way. Well, I have seen where uh, you guys are going to be soliciting uh, alternate covers for the boys. What kind of – whoops. Why, you know, what came, how did that come about? Uh, it came about because we're heading into um, – really what's the first half of, of the overall series, you know, as uh, Garth and Derek have planned 60 issues. Um, we're heading towards issue 30, and Nick uh, Barucci cooked up, uh, you know, uh, a fun little marketing gimmick, you know, to do some alternate covers. A lot of people that Garth's friends with, that Nick's friends with, that we're all friends with, that, that love the book. Um, and if you can get a John Cassidy cover on the boys and a Derek cover, you know, why not? You oh, know? yeah. And, um, it's all heading towards uh, a Jim Lee cover, which is which we think is pretty cool. So, um, really, you know, alternate covers are kind of like the redheaded stepchild uh, of the industry. They get beaten, you know, a, a good deal. Uh, they get they get scapegoated a lot. But you know, if you if you don't want to buy that cover, don't buy it. You know, um, it just really it, it just puts some more options in front of everyone. I mean, in the the book world, the real book world, and the DVD world, I mean, there's multiple packaging on pretty much everything, toy world, everything. Um, just one other thing, you know, and again, if, if you ever wanted to see Jim Lee draw the boys, this is the way that we get to do it, you know. So uh, we're pretty pretty pumped about it, and, and uh, again, the, the, the content of the book isn't changing, you know. If you don't want to get the Jim Lee cover, don't get the Jim Lee cover. Um, insides are still the same. Although issue 30, uh, we may be doing a little bit of an oversized thing and doing some pinups in the book and, and doing some extra stuff to kind of celebrate the halfway point. Um, but uh, the boys is great. boys is fantastic. Actually, we just sent issue uh, 22 off to press this week. So I know 21 was out this last week and, uh, and generates uh, generating a lot of talk because of the 9-11 parallels and all that. It's a great issue. And, and, again, the boys just keeps getting better and better. Cool, cool. And also, I think you mentioned Black Terror, Black Terror right. um, by uh, Kruger Ross and, and our, our new find, although he's been, he's been around for a while, he's new to us, uh, Mike Lilly. Uh, pages from his, uh, from his first issue came in. Uh, they are beautiful. Um, Black Terror is getting his own book. 
Uh, we're starting with the four-issue story arc by, you know, Jim Ross, uh, Jim, Alex, and um, and Mike, and we'll see where that takes us. Um, we should be offering the Death-Defying Devil uh, in uh, December. Uh, I'll give you more about that creative team once I have my phone call later on this afternoon with the writer and with Alex Ross. Uh, and then we've also got a Masquerade series, which I can tell you the writer for sure. It's... Um, Phil Hester, and again, Alex is doing covers and co-plotting and co-writing with all these guys, and the artist on Masquerade is to be determined right now, but uh, uh, we're pretty excited about all three of these, and then actually uh, wrapping up Superpowers number six, then we will be working on Superpowers number seven, which closes the first chapter, and then we'll do all these, these, you know, these three books I just talked about, and then we'll do another Superpowers series as well. Cool. I, th- I I can only imagine that uh, that you guys and, and Ross and Kruger are are just having a ball with with Project Superpowers in this universe that you guys have uh, started to expand now, and and fans are are going to get to see more of that here in the in the coming months. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 fun stuff. Um, we have not really until this book done anything with superheroes. I mean, I guess that's kind of arguable whether anyone in a, in a costume is a superhero, but I don't consider Red Sonja or, or Ash from Army of Darkness to be, you know, costume superheroes um, in the traditional sense, like the X-Men or Superman yeah. or whatever. Uh, and Superpowers is the first book that we're doing like that. The, you know, The Boys is a superhero book, too, but a very decidedly different superhero book than, than Superpowers. And uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of, as I, I think I've said here before, it's 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 great fun and, and you know, good good times to be talking with Alex and Jim about story ideas and seeing the, seeing their creative process unfold both in Superpowers and uh, Avengers Invaders, um, which, you know, we're working on them with too. Um, and, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, superheroes uh, also get beaten up a good deal, uh, you know, by bloggers and pundits and whatever. But, you know, I mean, if you, you know, it's fun stuff. We're doing well with Superpowers. We're putting a lot into it. Um, we're not doing it half-assed, I, I don't think anyone could say, and, uh, you know, we've got the biggest and the best working on it, so. Exactly. All right, well, cool. Uh, anything that you want to tease us? I mean, you dropped a little tease earlier, but, uh, anything that you want to wrap, wrap the, the call up with? No, I think, I think, like I said, I got a call later on today with the writer of The Death Defying Devil, um, it's actually, we had talked about a different writer initially when we, when we made the rounds about it, but that, um, that did not work out uh, for for no other reason than just a scheduling issue. Um, but we were fortunate to have someone else come our way, and uh, going to have a call with him today. Um, and I think uh, if all goes well, uh, I'll drop his name next week and give the listeners here a little bit of an advanced peek about who's going to be uh, helping to flesh out the Death Defying Devil's world. Cool. Sounds good. All right, Joe. Well, I appreciate you joining us this week. Cool. Thanks, Chris. It's always good to have Joe on the show. Next week, Joe won't be on the show because uh, Joe will be out on vacation. Yes, even the mighty Joe Rybat needs to take a break every once in a while. Uh, let's look over at Dynamite in the news. We've got a couple of reviews I want to point out, and hopefully you will go over and check out these review sites. ComicsBulletin.com talks about Brothers in Arms number three saying you should absolutely be reading this series. If you have any interest whatsoever in World War II, there is no excuse for you to miss this title. There's enough character drama and development and enough action to keep you involved. This is truly an underrated book and a definite grand slam. Five bullets. ComicsWaitingRoom.com talks about The Boys number 21 saying whether you enjoy The Boys or not. 
I think you have to respect the vision behind it. Ennis and Robertson are doing something completely different than anyone else in comics and setting the superhero genre on edge and on fire with each succeeding issue. Beautifully written and drawn, it remains one of the few books that offers something unique and exciting for every succeeding issue. Scoop talks about American Flag hardcover, saying that the best thing about this newly recolored volume is that it offers today's readers a chance to view the material either for the first time or again. The first 14 issues of American Flag are collected along with a new story by Chaikin. In addition to the uh, standard edition hardcover, there is also a limited edition signed version and two volume trade paperback versions. ComicsWingRoom.com also talks about American Flag, saying American Flag remains Howard Chaikin's personal masterpiece, and this excellent hardcover collection of 14 issues presents the work better than we've seen it before. The Philadelphia Daily News talks about the boy, saying Dynamite has a winner on its hands that will be taken, or excuse me, talked about for years to come. Well, if you have read any reviews of any of the Dynamite books we have uh, that have hit the shelves, be sure to let us know. Uh, you can contact us at letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. If you have a letter, uh, email, or something like that that you'd like to send to us, you can do, send that to the exact same email address. That's letters at inter, uh, dynamiteentertainment.com. Be sure to mark that it's okay to print in the newsletter, or be sure to say if you uh, it's okay to put in the podcast. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Like I said, it's a fairly short week. And uh, we'll come back and talk with you next week. So be sure to come by the site, dynamiteentertainment.com. Come by our forums, drop us an email. And if you're looking for a comic book shop near you, but don't know where to find it, be sure to go over to csls.diamondcomics.com uh, or you can call one 888 comic book 